in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. I'm sure you shared a lot of good opportunities or good qualities of things. Thank you for being here today. Uh, my name is Mike, one of the pastors here. And so what is it? What are those qualities that make a good team? Shout it out. Leadership, cooperation, encouragement, communication, sacrifice, excellent, sense of humor. Were you trying to pretend that somebody do like a trillic? I say, oh, you were looking at Doug. Yeah, he is a, yeah, I could tell some funny stories, but I'll just refrain. But it does take a sense of humor and all of those, you know, uh, all these qualities, uh, uh, and, and, and time together uh, create a great team. And, and we love those stories where a team pulls together, uses these great qualities and does a, a huge comeback. Uh, like how U.S. soccer pulled it together to defeat Mexico in the CONCACAF champion uh, league. And we love things like that. Or we're hoping for maybe your football team to make that way this year. Or maybe uh, also in business, we love to hear stories like when, Apple was really nothing and all of a sudden became this huge uh, giant of a company. And probably most of you have some kind of Apple product uh, with you or you in your home. And, 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 and then there's also the teams like toy makers, like uh, Lego was, Legos were kind of on their way out until Ninjago hit. The reason I know that is I have eight grandchildren. So it, it's, 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 it, it happens. And we, we love stories where, Teams take on those, those great qualities of a team and accomplish much. <clears throat> the truth is we were created to team together with others, to connect, to, to interact and engage, for together we truly thrive. It's a common theme all throughout Scripture, all throughout the Bible. There are some 50-plus uh, one-another Scriptures in the Bible I love one another, as John 13, 34 says. Actually, that command occurs some 16 times in the Bible. Be devoted to one another. Romans, uh, the Bible book of Romans, uh, chapter 12, verse 10 says that. And in that same verse, it says, honor one another above yourself. Uh, live in harmony with one another, Romans 6, uh, 12, 16. And, and build up one another, as Romans 14, 19 says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. Plus, there's many other biblical uh, teachings on how to be unified and get along and work together and live among others. And, and, the, and the truth is, uh, this idea of fostering belonging and, and togetherness is a universal truth. And actually, some companies have picked that up. Google uh, found sharing life and feelings in an emotionally safe zone builds a great team, for it builds life fulfillment and produces great work. And so they foster that. Not only that, the company Pixar uh, found that providing space for interacting heightens creativity and passion. Actually, they built their new facility with that in mind, that there's a lot of open space for people to interact. Uh, How many of you know about uh, uh, the Avengers? Come on now. Admit it, right? Marvel's, uh, I've got my uh, Adventures lunchbox right here. Um, So cool. But uh, if you know, if you ever watched any of the bazillion movies and spinoffs that's happening on Disney Plus right now, you know that, the, that this great truth 
of the Marvel Universe and specifically of the Avengers is that one is, is better than one. One unified team is better than one individual. That setting aside ego and working as a team helps overcome enemies and brings on peace. See, being together, fostering belonging is something God really intended and wants us to nurture. But the question is how? How do we foster this belonging in life? We have had a season more than a year of where we're told to separate, to isolate, to, to quarantine and, and be away from others. And, and we've had this time of just this, this, this being alone and yet we're to be gathered together. God's word says somehow creatively and safely gather together. So how do we foster belonging now that things are beginning to open up? At least that's what I think is supposed to happen, right? June 15th, everything's supposed to open up. Some, somehow the virus is magically gone. I, I don't know. But it, it, it's, we're now to foster this belonging. And well, so how do we do that? Well, the, this first gathering of believers in Jesus way back in ancient times gives us a formula that we can apply. That formula is found in the Bible book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, where we learn that devotion to God's word and each other bring on awesome and cause us to thrive. And so I'd like for us to, this morning, just explore that passage in a very small, quick way and, and see what God would have us do that. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, let me pray, and then we'll launch into this time together. Father God, thanks for just bringing us out and uh, allowing us to hear this interesting uh, formula of how we can better belong, better be connected, better foster this togetherness. So God, I pray that you would use this moment, this this time, and and help us to learn something new that we can take with us into our daily lives. Blessed we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. I encourage you to take out uh, of the worship folder that you received, that card's inside there that John talked about. If you flip it over, there's a little outline uh, to follow along. The answers will be up on the screen. I encourage you to jot down some notes and, and there'll be some extra verses that I'll list as we go along. Uh, you can write those down or later in the lobby area, there's this thing called a study guide. You can pick that up and that will help you with that. I'm also gonna use some verses that I didn't put in the study guide because I just God just gave them to me this morning, but uh, they'll be in there. And, and we have a lot of uh, helps that are available as you study because our hope is that you would use this, this sermon this time in God's word is a launch pad to kind of look into God's word all throughout the week. And if you want to, there's a place in our, our, our website uh, called Revive. And on there, there's some publications and some other studies that are on there. Also a link to our podcast that we do each week that kind of goes a little deeper into the passages that we're looking at this morning. But I encourage you with that. Well, after Jesus had risen from the dead uh, that we celebrated at Easter, he spent time with his disciples and hundreds saw him alive. And then he ascended into heaven and said he would come back again. But, 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 but in the meantime, the disciples and really all of us have a job uh, to foster belonging as we together do what he says in Acts 1.8, which is to go and be my witnesses, it says, in Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the world, that, that we're to witness together, band together and witness about Jesus to our world be a witness of what he's done inside of us. And today you're going to see in 
a, a witness of someone who's come to faith in Jesus. And, and, and through this water of baptism, you're gonna see the opportunity of, of them to share their testimony, share how they, share about coming to Christ and then being dunked in. And it's kind of a fun ceremony that actually Jesus set up and you'll hear about that later on. But not only that, we have a job to do to, as Mark 16, 15 says that we're to go and to preach the gospel. In other words, to tell people of the good news of what Christ can do in your life and talk about our relationship together, gathered together. And then also together, as Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, that we're to go therefore and make disciples to actually take opportunities to teach people what the Bible says about Jesus and about God and about salvation in him and all of that, gathering together to do that. That's our job. And so as Jesus ascended, the disciples were told to wait, to wait for something amazing that was about to happen. It did, and it's called Pentecost where God moved in a very powerful way. The Holy Spirit was unleashed and filled the apostles and they started to miraculously speak in different languages. Uh, So uh, the people that were in the audience and many people came to faith. Some 3,000 people that day came to faith. And then it was time to do and to be the church, to form this this local expression of Jesus's family, a, a, a local gathering of believers in all kinds of shapes and sizes, uh, and uniqueness to help people thrive as followers of Jesus. For together, we thrive. But how? It's found in this this is first assembly of people as they experience this time together. See, see, devotion to God's word in each other brings on awesome and causes us to thrive. But what has been a problem over the years and centuries uh, from that amazing day and time is that some feel that church should be one Pentecost experience after another, but that's not the church. The church is not an event or a place or a show. Church is where the people of God engage God and each other. And that's where awe is. That's where awesome is found. So let's investigate this this two-part formula found in these few verses in Acts. In in the beginning, when God, as God intended this gathering to be. But I also want to say this. Um, The truth is, is that we Christians and even church leaders have, have made mistakes over the years and centuries and have turned church into something that it really shouldn't be. But it could be. It could be exactly what God's word talks about it, but it takes every one of us, older, younger, men, women, the the wonderful bouquet of ethnicities to make this wonderful gathering of believers be all that it can be. And my hope is, is that you will be part of what this local gathering called Neighborhood Church is this next year. So let's, let's foster belonging together. Let's be the church that God intended us to be. Well, this first part of the formula to fostering belonging is devotion to God's word is where it's at. So so if you have your Bible, you can turn to Acts chapter two, verse 42. And let me read that for you. It says this, and they, that's the the gathering of people that were there, that that Pentecost, uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs 
were being done through the apostles. See, this early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching. Devoted means, this one Greek word has a big meaning. It means to attach oneself to, to hold fast to, to adhere to, to be faithful to, to persist in and be attentive to. In other words, these first believers gave attention and sought to take in what the apostles taught. What they taught was most likely what Jesus had taught them. And we, we know a lot of what Jesus taught them because it's right in our Bible. The Bible book, a New Testament Bible book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all have an array of Jesus' teachings in them. Uh, they also taught the Old Testament and the resurrection of Jesus and how to live as a Christian. We know we now have also letters and, and writings from these apostles, and that's the rest of the New Testament. Thanks mostly to Paul, the apostle Paul, who became an apostle later in, after Jesus was ascended. And you can read his conversion story in Acts chapter nine. You want me to write that down in your notes and look at later. But yeah, the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament, is a lot to learn. But it's well worth our devotion. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15 says, do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. See, we're, we're, to, we're to take on the, 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 the job of really understanding what God's word says, uh, to read it from front to back. I remember when I was a, uh, younger, I just, I just needed to know the Bible. I, I, I you know, kind of was ashamed by someone that told me that they knew the Bible and they weren't even a believer and they, more than I did. So I just took it on my hand to start reading it. And I didn't know where to start because I didn't grow up in the church. I came to Christ later uh, in, that, in, in life. And so uh, it was, uh, I just started in Genesis, the book of Genesis, just started reading straight through. And it's incredible, the amazing stories that are in there. I mean, there's all kinds of fun stuff in there. And you're going, no way, that's in there? I mean, you want to talk about hot, steamy love stories. Woo! Mm. Just don't read the Song of Songs. Don't read the Song of Solomon unless you're married. Woo! Uh, but but it's, 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 it's an incredible book that's full of, of all that. God is revealed in this book. And we can understand and know God from what is written in here, all about him and how he wants us to live in life. And there are a lot of philosophies that flow out in life. Some even sound convincing but we need to hold them captive to the word of God to take every thought. As 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse five says, to hold every thought captive to the word of God. Does it match up with the truth of the Bible? This book is about Jesus and, and, and what life in him is all about. It's worth our devotion. We are to diligently study the word of God, to seek to understand its teachings and how to apply them today, to learn who God is, God the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus and the Holy Spirit, practicing what is taught and seeking to align life Jesus' way. See, that's where awesome is found. The Bible is full of incredible wisdom. You want to have great relationships? The Bible has an answer. You want to be a good employee or a good boss? The Bible has the answer. You want to have a success and fulfillment in life? The Bible has the answer. You see, devotion to God's word and, 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 and each other brings on awesome and causes us to thrive. So choose to be curious and intentionally discover. 
See, I wanted to learn how to be a better smoker. Not smoking, smoking. I have a Traeger and it's smoking meat. Some of you are going, ah, what's the pastor got into? I never know what Mike's going to say. Woo. But I wanted, to, I wanted to become really good at, at, at smoking meat. And uh, so my family for a gift got me a Traeger and I was, you know, do you know you can you do that on an app? It's kind of totally cool. Anyways, and, so, and I didn't know what to do. I mean, I'd never tried this kind of barbecuing before. I was a, you know, I had a propane barbecue and I, you know, or before that a Weber and I knew how to do that. But this whole smoking thing was different. So I needed to seek out some experts uh, to see, see out people who've done this before and to learn from them and to, to read. I even got this, uh, ordered this thing online called the, the Smoker's Bible. And ooh, that's full of all kinds of recipes and how to prepare that meat before you smoke it and what kind of wood to use and all, all wood pellets and stuff like that. And I know the pure smokers use actually real wood. Pellet smokers, you know, we're okay, but... Um, but so I went on this quest, looking in books and asking people and, and consulting experts and practicing what I learned. Well, it's the same way with life. For, for, for right here in the Bible are experts and formulas and insights. So let's be more curious and intentional and, and take the initiative to explore. You will find hidden treasure that will make you rich in character when you delve into God's word. See, fostering belonging is found in devotion to God's word, but also devotion to belonging, to togetherness. Let's read on, but let me, I'm going to read verse 42 and go all the way through to, the, to verse 47 of our passage here. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Now verse 44 and on to 47. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. The word here together does not mean like living in a commune where there are no, there's no individuality or personally owned possessions, but a, but a healthy interconnectedness. This word is actually very difficult to translate from Greek, but it usually means to occupy the same place, the same air, the same spot. We are to be there or here together. It also has this notion of having the same purpose or goal, saying we will accomplish this together. It also brings out the reality of sameness in choice and experience. We will all choose to be together as followers of Jesus and experience worship together as we have today. Togetherness is the essence of fellowship, which is the Greek word koinonia. It occurs some 20 times in the Bible. Koinonia's primary meaning is the inter, uh, interconnected togetherness. Togetherness takes devotion. 
a choice to hold fast to each other, a, a choice to adhere to one another, a choice to be faithful with each other, a choice to persist in opportunities where we're gathering together and also to attend to belonging or togetherness. <coughs> this effort <coughs> and energy is actually swimming against the self-focused, selfish, me-centered way of life. It takes sacrifice and risk. And actually, it's something that we're going to have to push forward in, especially in this climate, because we've been told to separate. We've been told to not belong. We've been told to have social distancing. And yet really, it's meant to have physical distance, not social distance. But, but, but it's the idea that, that we've been in this year uh, or more of this distancing, and now it's time to, to jump into togetherness. It's what Jesus has called us to. And when we are together, it draws people to him. And here in Acts chapter two, verse 44 to 47, there are five choices to being devoted to belonging or togetherness. The first is to initiate togetherness. It's a choice that says, I am going to occupy the same space, the same air as others and build relationships. Now, sometimes that's awkward depending upon your personality because a lot of us are like Legos. You know how Legos, there's some with a, a lot of snaps, the big ones, you know, snap, 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 snap. And there's some with just a few little snap, snaps. That's it. And, and whether you're an introvert with a few snaps or an extrovert with a lot of snaps, the idea is that Legos were created to connect together, right? What's one Lego alone, except for something that really hurts when you step on it? Yeah, it's, the idea is that they were created to build in the same way. Even if you have a few snaps or a lot of snaps, the idea is you need to snap together uh, to be that building block together. And that takes some initiative on our part. We have to want to step into it. You know, there's this, this, this crazy notion today that our feelings need to be the thing that determines life. And the truth is we can feel all kinds of weather can change our feeling. What we ate last night can change our feeling. And, and, and we can feel all kinds of things. And yet what we need to do is listen to the authority of God's word that says, hey, step out there. And so sometimes it's awkward. It's awkward sometimes to, to step together and to step out there, especially wherever uh, personality you are in. I mean, you know, sometimes small talk is awkward. Hey, the weather's pretty nice today. I don't know what else to say. Hopefully they'll say something. And they're going, I hope that person says something. <laughs> and it's awkward, but, that, but friendships get built on a little bit of awkward. I mean, look at the person next to you. They're already awkward. Write this, write this verse down. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine. Just write it somewhere and look at it later. It's, if, if you get my weekly blog uh, a weekly email post, uh, it's, it's in there, but it, it, it says that two are better than one because they have a good return on their work. Uh, Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived besides Jesus, was talking about life and says, you know, two are better than one. That, that together, something incredible happens and, and, and there's, a, there's a good return on their work. And so we need to initiate togetherness. The next is to be interconnected, to have things in common, 
to share experiences. We have an opportunity, and, and all of you are invited to this, even if you're a guest today. Uh, you're all invited to a wonderful, fun lunch, free, as John was talking about, and, and it's going to be over at the, the, the racetrack property. You, you have your worship folder that tells you how to get there. We'd love for you to come. Yeah, it'll be awkward for some, and, that, and that's okay. Come and have free lunch. And if you say you don't know anybody, you know me. And we're good friends now, aren't we? Uh, you, know, it's, it's, uh, you can come talk about smoking with me. I mean, we, we have fun. S- smoking meat. But I do have some... No, never mind. Um, but, but it's taking times to, to share, like a lunch today together, or, 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 or joining us like you are doing today on Sundays, or doing events or getting involved in our small groups or life groups. Write, write, write this verse down. Proverbs 27, 17. Just write it in your notes there and look at that later. It says, iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen another. The, the, the C is as we are interconnected, there's a, there's a sense of sharpening that, you know, like my grandfather showed me how to sharpen knives and you take two knives and you cross them together and you start going really fast and the friction creates a sharpness in the blade. And, and, and that's the same way that Proverbs is saying, this, this, this iron sharpening, this time together, this interacting with other people, awkward or not, sharpens us. We look at somebody and go, oh, wow, look at what they're doing. Ooh, maybe I should do that. Or we interact, talk about things and they share some great knowledge to us and we're sharpened because we're together. See, these five choices of being devoted to belonging or togetherness, one is to initiate togetherness, the other is to be uh, interconnected. And another one is to, is to choose intentional sacrificial giving, it's seeing a need and with others seek to meet that need. I heard of a, a, one of our life groups or one of our small groups, uh, there was someone in that group that had a need, a medical, a need of a piece of medical equipment. And that group, that life group, small group got together and pooled their resources and bought that piece of medical equipment for that one. And it was a beautiful thing. Write down this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. <clears throat> it talks about, in, in, in all of, uh, of Corinthians 12, it talks about how God has given us gifts and abilities and resources. And the idea that God has allowed those to happen in our lives so that we'd actually use them for the common good. That we would help people. You've been given incredible abilities. I mean, that person next to you that was a little awkward, they have amazing abilities. Look at them and say, You're amazing. They are, because God has infused with them some incredible gifts and abilities. And when you put those together, boy, with other people, woo, man, it's, it creates some awesome good in our world. See, that can't happen when you're this lone Lego over here, doing nothing, except being an irritation and when someone steps on you. We're to initiate togetherness, be interconnected, intentional sacrificial giving, Togetherness is also found in the choice of worship and seeking God with others. It's being in times like this where we're singing about God and learning from his word and, and, and being challenged in, in small group Bible studies or life groups or going to camps and retreats. And it's making time and taking time with others as we explore and enjoy God together. Sure, time alone with God and personal Bible study and reading is very important and something we should continue to seek. But togetherness. And being together in that is important as well. Also, togetherness is found in the choice to, to share meals and communion. There's one thing that Christians love to do is to eat together. That's why I picked up smoking, smoking meat. 
Uh, so I picked that up. People love that. You know, my neighbors love it because they smell the smoke and I hand them food. It's really fun. It's, it's a great, there's a lot of wonderful connection that happens over food. Have people over for a meal, go to coffee, go out and enjoy food together. Sharing food is, is so much fun. I know we all have these dietary needs, and, but let's, let's work it out. Try new things and make it an adventure. And of course, yes, share communion, which is this wonderful uh, ceremony that Jesus set up when he was alive, where we are to remember Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. And we share that. And this is the, our um, uh, custom is that we share that once a month here on a Sunday morning. And we'd love to have you join us in that. But see, all of this, uh, initiating togetherness, being interconnected, intentional sacrificial giving, worship and seeking God, sharing meals and communion. None of this just happens. There are choices to be made. That's what it means to be dedicated, to being dedicated to being together and and belonging. Just like we've been intentional in a lot of our choices in in trying to stop the spread of COVID-19. We need to make intentional choices now to get back into belonging, back into togetherness, to be intentional with togetherness, to, to be interconnected, to, be, to give sacrificially, to worship and seek God and to, to share meals and communion together. See, that's koinonia. That's fostering belonging. And the result, it's awesome. And, and people are drawn to Jesus. You see, devotion to God's word and each other brings on awesome and causes us to thrive. So it says, let's foster belonging here. Actually, this is our theme for this next fiscal year. We run it in a fiscal calendar from, from July to June. And this, this July to June, we at Neighborhood Church are seeking to foster belonging as we engage Christ and his church and his mission and to reach out to our community, connecting and including the least and the last and the lost. And my challenge to you and our challenge together is, will you be part of this? (laughs) This is where awesome is found. You know, companies that uh, discover togetherness and belonging tend to thrive. And so do churches like that first early church. And for us at Neighborhood Church, as we express a devotion to God's word, and a devotion to belonging. So let's do that. For, for devotion to God's word and each other brings on awesome and causes us to thrive. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the, the great uh, challenge and, and uh, encouragement to help us foster belonging. <clears throat> Lord, we live in a world that has separated us and sequestered us and quarantined us and had us not be around people. And, and God, it, it's time for us to move back, to move back to a sense of belonging and togetherness. And Lord, it's going to take some work on our part. But give us the energy and the effort to do so. Help us to take those steps over fear and over just our own awkwardness and be able to, to interact with each other and be able to, to have this togetherness as we're devoted to your word, God, and devoted to belonging. Bless us, we pray. 
In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Pastor Mike.